You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN. Yeah, off and running on this Saturday, August 12th, 2023. How is everybody feeling this morning? Yes, it is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. Oh, how is everybody living on a beautiful Saturday morning in August? Of course, the number you know. 1-800-919-ESPN. You uh, can find me on Twitter, which I still call it Twitter, at Gordon Damer. You can find me on Instagram, at Gordon Damer. And most importantly, you can find me on TikTok. Is that what we're going with Instagram, the sound effect? Interesting. Uh, You can find me on TikTok at Old Man Radio. But most importantly, you can find me right here on your radio until noon, something that is going to become a a regular occurrence, as Larry Hardesty and I announced uh, the other night on the ESPN New York Tonight Show. That show getting expanded to three hours during the week. So we'll be starting at nine o'clock during the football season and during the football season with Dan Grosso, who usually fills these uh, these hours here. Very busy with the jet season, a very anticipated jet season at that. Uh, Dan will be stepping away for the Saturday show during the football season and I will be filling in and really looking forward to it. Now, look, we got tons to talk about today and we will do so as the number I gave you. 1-800-919-ESPN. We uh, have to uh, dive into uh, the Yankee situation, whether we want to or not, people. All the different spokes of that wheel conversation. Oh, my goodness. And I think now the Yankees have entered into the you're just making it worse phase. You ever find yourself in that phase? Or maybe somebody is, is, has entered that phase for you where you're trying to do something helpful, but you're just making it worse. The Yankees have entered the it, you're just making it worse phase. So we'll get into that in a little bit. We got to touch on obviously the football which is right around the corner, 30 days until the jet season opens up. Giant season right around the corner. Giants just flying right under the radar. All the conversation is about the Jets and Hard Knocks and Aaron Rodgers and Robert Sala. Giants just going about their business as they do. So we'll get into that, too. And, of course, we'll do uh, what I learned on TikTok this week at uh, 1030. But uh, first things first, the most important conversation that we've had here in the last week, and we've updated it regularly on the ESPN New York uh, Tonight Show, the situation that I've been dealing with at the house, a infiltration of wasps in the backyard. We've been dealing with it now since I came back from vacation. It's out in the backyard. Look at Wow, there's a lot of wasps going around. Where? And then I, my, I put my detective hat on, and I found that they were all kind of uh, hovering in this one bush where there, there was a hive. And I've looked at other videos about how to dispose of a, of a wasp nest, and there were always little things. Oh, I could fit it in a cup. No, this was not a, a cup situation. This was a huge hive, about the size of a basketball, inside a large bush. And we tried a bunch of things. We took some suggestions from the callers all of which were failures. I just want to point that out. It's very important if you take suggestions and they don't work, you have to point your finger at the people who are to blame. And uh, the most uh, prominent one that we tried was a white vinegar solution that uh, I actually went out and got special equipment just to kind of put this together. And uh, unless it was aging the wasps at a rate that I couldn't see, it, it did not have an immediate effect. And I was looking for something that had an immediate effect. And... In case you were not aware, I was working under a deadline. My wife was threatening to uh, hire somebody, an exterminator, to come in and deal with the wasps. And look, that just could not happen. 
there are many things as a homeowner or as a husband that I'm not capable. You know, I can't fix many things. I'm not the technical guy. A lot of things that I'm not good at. But I will refuse to pay money for something that I can technically do. And killing wasps is something, despite the white vinegar solution, I can technically do. And as I mentioned during the show, uh, during the week, I would drive my car into the bush rather than hire the exterminator or set the bush just simply on fire. But I wanted to avoid that because if you set the bush on fire, yes, you accomplish the goal of getting rid of the wasps. But then the wife is going to be saying, well, look, look at the look at what you did to the bush. I would have been better off just hiring somebody, bringing somebody in. And um, you didn't allow me to do that. So after Thursday night, I knew that I was looking at a deadline. Friday, I knew, was the day that she was calling. But because of the weather Thursday night after the show, when we filled in for Dan 7 to 10, I was able to get a reprieve until today. But I will not need a reprieve until today. I can proudly say, Harvey, hit the music. I murdered all the wasps. They're all dead We came up with a special concoction. It was not uh, white vinegar. It was not some holistic little thing. I went with straight poison. Poison still works, people. Oh, I lathered them up. They never knew what hit them. I was like an action hero out there. I was double-fisted it. I was like Arnold. I was like Jean-Claude Van Damme back in the day. Blasted away. Oh, it's so good. So good to go out there this morning and look at just wasp carcasses all over the lawn. yippee Kaye! Oh, so good. It's good to have a, a good solution. So my wife can now put away the exterminator's phone number. There's no more Googling of anybody. Nobody's coming to the house. They're all dead. And I'm going after the show today, I will be going out there removing their heads, putting them on tooth, uh, toothpicks as a reminder to any other wasps in the area that might think about. Uh, take. Now, I do have to get rid of that hive. The hive is still in there and woof, really kind of creepy looking. But that's all. That's all. Still, the celebration will continue out. Maybe I'll set it on fire. Maybe I'll pick it out of the bush and set it on fire. We'll have a celebration either way. But uh, to update and the final update on the wasp situation All the wasps are dead. They're all gone, people. They're all gone. Speaking of things that are all gone as well, and and speaking of things that you need to have some celebration just to make things a little bit more bearable, we have the New York Yankees. We need some good times right now, given the state of the New York Yankees. Yankees did get a win last night, beat the Marlins 9-4, which that game really does kind of stand out in a way. Because that game, the entire offense had hits. That's not going to happen. They always say, you can go to a baseball game on any given day and you'll see something you've never seen before. Now, I wouldn't say I've never seen it before. But certainly, in the, if this is your first season watching Yankee baseball, you've not seen that before where the offense looked like an actual major league offense. Now, the good news is, That was a great game to watch because the offense actually functioned. The bad news is you're not going to see that again this year. (laughs) If you're looking for the silver lining, that is, uh, it happened once. You can enjoy it there, but it's not going to happen anyway, which if you're looking for a silver lining, it won't matter anyway. Because 
talking about this season at this point, really going through the games individually, is pointless. You know it's pointless. I know it's pointless. The Yankees are not making the playoff. You know the Yankees are not making the playoff. I don't need to tell you this. I don't have to sit here and say, hey, hey guys, uh, I'm really going out on a limb. The Yankees aren't making You know if you've watched the Yankees at any stretch this year or you have any history of watching what good teams look like, they're not going to the playoffs. And it's not because of the injuries, which I am sure if you had to come up with a bingo card for the end-of-season press conference, the center square, whatever that, that, that center spe- the piece is, the, the star, that is in the middle of the bingo card, that will be injuries. They will use injuries because that's a go-to. Used it last year. I'm pretty sure they used it the year before that. And I'm sure they'll be using it this year as well. But the Yankees are not going to the playoffs this year because they don't deserve to. The only drama now is do they finish this season over 500? They're now four games over 500. But the question, the only question surrounding this year is can they keep that streak alive? Does it matter if they keep that streak alive? To me, it's actually better for the long-term ramifications of the organization if they don't keep that streak alive. But this year is over. The wild card race, a wild card race where 40% of the league makes the playoffs, the Yankees are really not close, even with 50 games to go. So you got news yesterday about Nestor Cortez being shut down for the season. So another, another, another injury for the Yankees to deal with there. Amazing. Luis Severino still good to go every fifth day. But on a night where they finally hit, where they generally don't, this is the Yankees have entered the stage of you're just making it. You're not helping. And I feel like today maybe we should lean into they're just making it worse. Because as bad as things seem on the surface, the more you dig with the Yankees, the worse the situation gets. You ever watch a movie? And the, whatever the point is, it, it's, it's becoming a little redundant. Like the bad guy's really bad or the good guy is really, he can get through every fight, all good stuff. It's like at some point you're like, all right, I, I get it. I get it. Let's, where are we going with this? Well, where the Yankees find themselves is so much worse than how it appears on the surface. The fact that they're out of the playoff race really, even though they're four games out, nobody looks at the team and says, boy, they've got a real push coming here even with 50 games to go, you realize they're not going anywhere. So the the current state is bad, but the future seems even worse. Now, during the week, Bob Klappish had his article uh, in NJ.com, came on the K-Show and answered questions about it. Really great interview by Michael and the guys about how Aaron Boone is the one who is going to be the fall guy, that Aaron Boone is in trouble, but that Brian Cashman is safe. And if there's anything that makes it clear how screwed up the Yankees are at this point, it's that the manager is the one in trouble. And almost certainly, according to Bob, if the Yankees finish in last place or in fourth place, essentially, if they miss the playoffs, which if you're in fourth place, you're not going to make the playoffs, almost certainly, that the manager seems like he is headed to the exit. But the GM, completely safe, not even a conversation about the GM. Manager, almost certainly doomed. GM, not even a question about him. If there's anything that makes it clear how how screwed up the Yankees are, it's that conversation. That the guy who brought you the manager, he's fine. But the manager, 
How does that work? How is that? I would love to be a wasp in the room to hear that conversation. Because baseball, it's all about the GM. Baseball is about the uh, the guy who puts your team together, right? The NBA is a talent league. NFL is a coaching league. Baseball, it's about the guy who draws up the, 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 the team. That's the guy who has power. So if you're saying, if you're in the room, you say, oh, man. This, uh, who, who, who brought us this guy? Uh, well, that would be the GM. And should we run through the other moves made by the GM in the last, uh, I don't know, calendar year or so? I don't think we want to go down that road again. So that, again, digging into it a little bit, as bad as the situation seems right now, dig down a little bit more. And it seems even worse. And most of the clappish interview, the, the takeaway, it seemed like it was on Boone and Cashman. But to me, that wasn't the worst part of it. The worst part of it was how he depicted Hal. Hal Steinbrenner, the owner of the team, he essentially said Hal really didn't want to be the owner of the team. He doesn't like the spotlight. He doesn't like making the tough decisions. That he is a reluctant owner. Oh, well, that's just fantastic. Again, you're just making it worse. They have entered the just making it worst phase. And I've heard a lot of people in the course of the week say, well, how did the Yankees get here? It's clear how they got here. 2017, it was like a fresh start, the baby bombers. And from that point on, they've tried making moves to get over the top, moves that in a vacuum, you probably would have, you could see some of the, the warning signs of, right? The Stanton contract, we can't lose LeMahieu. Well, do we give a 31-year-old a six-year? Well, we probably shouldn't give a 31-year-old a six-year contract, but we really need him back. He's been sensational. So all these moves that you've tried to add on to the, the mix to get you over the top has not gotten you, and now it's starting going back the other way. I saw a stat this week. The Yankees for, for 2024 are paying seven guys $195 million. Seven guys combined are making $195 million. So what do you think that means moving forward? Yep, yeah, you got it. You're going to be getting more of the bargain shopping with Brian Cashman phase from the guy who brought you, uh, you know, Willie Calhoun this year or Billy McKinney or, or Rugnit Odor or Marwin Gonzalez. You're going to have a whole lot more of that. So as you, as you start to scratch at the surface, you realize... This is not a one-year thing for the Yankees. If you're a Yankee fan who's thinking, well, just let's get through this year. We have some money going off the books. We can go out and sign some free agents, and we'll be back. No, you won't. No, this, this, you want to do a, an entire makeover, but there's certain parts of the house you can't move. And there's been a lot of talk after the trade deadline about how the Mets can't compete or are not going to try to compete until 2025 or 2026. 2025, where will the Yankees be? Well, Stanton will still be here. LeMahieu will still be here. Hopefully by then, Carlos Rodon is ready to pitch. But this is not a, uh, this is not a, a problem of the now. This is a problem moving forward as well. And if the Yankees are serious, and by all accounts, it seems that this is the case, that they're going to blame the manager and think that that's going to somehow fix something, they are still living in the land of delusion. 
1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. So I am leaning into the you're just making it worse phase. So give me your worst case scenario with the Yankees. I'm, I'm looking forward to it now. And I saw a stat, as bad of a scenario as I gave you there in the open of the show, I, I saw a stat this week that uh, almost made me vomit in my mouth. So I'll give you what that stat was coming up. Lots to do. Fill it in for Dan Grasso. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN. Oh, Gordon Damer Show, 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. And I should tell you right now, it's time for a leaderboard update presented by uh, Glenn Fittick. It's the uh, third round of the FedEx St. Jude Championship, as we all know. And Lucas Glover takes a a one-shot lead into round number three over Jordan Spieth. Hey, look at that. Jordan Spieth back atop the leaderboard. Who knew? And that's the leaderboard update brought to you by Glenn Fittick, single malt scotch whiskey, the world's most awarded single malt scotch whiskey, skillfully crafted. Enjoy responsibly. Glenn Fittick, single malt scotch whiskey, ABV, 40% alcohol by volume, 2023, imported by William Grant & Sons, New York, New York. All right, 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. So that stat that I saw this week uh, was, that made me, oh, when you see, oh, no. It was that the Carlos Rodon contract was the same contract that the Dodgers signed Freddie Freeman for. Now, I never thought – there were reports at the time that the Yankees were in on Freddie Freeman. I never really thought that they were going to go that route. But in hindsight – oh, not even in hindsight, in real time. If you were going to spend that amount of money on something to help the team, uh, how much better would the Yankee offense be with Freddie Freeman helping lead the way? At least productive hit, a productive hitter which uh, the Yankees are in uh, short supply of. But, yeah, I saw that this week. Carlos Rodon, who was – you'd have to – there were a lot of teams that made mistakes this past offseason, guys not living up to the the money they signed for. It's hard to find somebody who – I don't think that there has been anybody who's been worse than Carlos Rodon, missed a good bulk of the season, came back, was terrible, and now is gone again. That that one is kind of hard to top that one. Bad and hurt. Winning combination. We're in it to win it. All right, let's go to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Let's start with Bobby in Staten Island. Bobby, what's going on, my man? Hey, good morning, Gordon. What's going on? What uh, you got? Uh, I was wondering, you know, like, look how long they took pampering Severino when he was hurt. And look what he's turned out to be. He hasn't been the same since way before he got injured. And then you got this 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 kid uh, who just went down with the alcohol problem. Uh, Herman. Yeah, he's been one of their best pitchers. Why wouldn't you try to help him out and keep and get him back on the team? And, and another thing before I hang up, Cashman's at fault here. He's the one. That's you think? <laughs> he's the one that's picking these players for the manager. How are you gonna do that to the man? It's like uh, he's like the Ollie North for them, right? Gonna take the fall for the president? Yeah. Well, I I don't know about that. I'm not uh, I'm not a 
I don't remember the whole Ollie North uh, situation, but uh, well, Domingo Herman, he he's gone for the season because he's away getting help and whatever help he needs, and obviously that's more important to focus on. But yeah, of course, of course, and that's the thing. The manager, while that's the face that we see every day, and that's the one that we're going to focus our anger on as fans every day, that's not the guy who's 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 the real culprit here. And it would be one thing if you looked at the Yankee roster, if you looked at the Yankee lineup, and you said to yourself, how are, how are these guys not winning more games? Go look at the lineup. We've been, we've been saying this all year. Like last, now last night, they had a productive day, but you know they have IKF leading off, or Jake Bowers, or the catching situation, or the third base situation, or the left field situation. All you need to know, I haven't calculated it here in the last couple of days. The Yankee roster was put together so poorly. You know who the, 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 the player on the team who's played the most in the outfield this year? Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, who before this season never played the outfield before. So, yes, of course, it's the roster construction. That's the primary problem. And for the Yankees and for Hal Steinbrenner to look at the situation of his organization – and think the the manager's in trouble, but the GM is safe. Not even a conversation about the GM. That's that's mind-boggling that anybody could look at the situation and read it that improperly. Uh, let's go to Manny. Manny's in Flushing. Manny, what's going on this morning? Nothing much. How about you? Uh, not a whole lot, Manny. What's going on? What do you got? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, look, I, I, the Yankees played well yesterday, and they won. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is, man. This has been a very disappointing season. Like, I'm, a, I'm a Yankee fan. I'm not like a huge diehard Yankee fan, to be honest with you, but I, I still still support them the best way I can. But, I mean, it's been disappointing. And now, now you heard that, you know, you said about 2025 that most of these stars could be back. And the question is, you know, the last few days, um, yeah, the last few days you heard about Ryan Cashman, that he, that he will return, but not Aaron Boone. But I ask myself, why is Aaron Boone is the one is a fall guy, but not not Ryan Cashman? He was the one who hired him, and you know every year since Boone's since Boone's arrival, they made the playoffs every year. Yes, they didn't win; they haven't been in the World Series um, after 2009. But you can't look at Boone's fault in some in some respect. Well, look, you know, and Manny, thanks for the phone call. There, there have been years where there are, there are obviously things that you, you don't like, and I don't look at Aaron Boone as being a, a horrible manager, but I don't look at him as being a real value add either. But the 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 when they when they brought in Boone, the 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 reasoning, or at least the the reason given at the time, was that his approach, that his personality, and and the way that he approaches people. That was not going to grind on the Yankees like the way that uh, it seemed like Joe Girardi's personality kind of grinded on some of the young players. And that Boone and his approach was going to be able to kind of unlock the potential of the bomby, the baby bombers, right? That his approach was going to be able to make these guys uh, produce at a higher level and kind of unlock them as players. And early on, they won 100 games, I guess. So that was part of But it didn't work. So if you had gone back in time, if you had a time machine and you had said at the time, now maybe not the Yankees because they'll just stick to their guns no matter what, but if you asked anybody reasonable, 
that, hey, you're making this managerial change after getting to within one game of the World Series. But in the next six years, you will not get back to a World Series. You will not win a World Series. Will this be considered a successful hire? Well, obviously not. You wouldn't have made the hire if you knew that back then. So the move did not work. Uh, getting rid of Aaron Boone, if, if that is that the moves that they're going to make, okay, fine, but that's not the real, that's just kind of a symptom. That's not really getting to the heart of what the problem is with the organization. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. Coming up, more of your phone calls as we uh, take you up until noon. It's Gordon Damer in for Dan. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York. You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN. You know, what's funny to me is I, I keep hearing this phrase when the Yankees suffer loss after loss, and it is, oh, that's the final nail in the coffin. I'm not aware. How many nails go into coffins? It would seem like they don't need that many nails. I would think you really, you only need like one, right? I mean, you just want to keep the lid down uh, and uh, and then you move on. But uh, all right, fine. You, you, you hit a couple on the other side of the thing as well. What exactly are you burying? The Yankees do not need this many final nails. There are more than enough nails in the coffin. I think we need to put the final nail in the coffin of the term. The Yankees have had their final nail in the coffin. It's over, people. We all realize it's over. We don't have to go for hyperbole with the final nail in the coffin. It's done. We're done with it. All right? All right, let's go down to the phones. Uh, 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Let's go out to, uh, let's see here. Spike is in St. Pete. Spike, what's going on? Oh, I feel so much better, you know, uh, that the wasps are gone. Yes, I mean, oh, yes. Are... Very, very happy this morning. Yeah, so, so uh, you know, they do serve a purpose as to the uh, defenders of wildlife for uh, pollination and getting moving insects, but I don't think you're a farmer, so. No, so no that's, I, don't, uh, I, don't need, I don't need their help. Thanks anyway. I'll, I'll find some more poison to spray on something, whatever the next thing is that shows up in the backyard. Yeah, what's the bush look like? It's shot, right? Ah, well, I don't think so. It doesn't look that way right now, but generally poison on a bush does take a little while to, it it would not surprise me if the bush kind of goes brown and dries up and looks decrepit here. But it's a resilient bush. It'll be fine. Maybe it could just start growing a couple of starting pitchers. I I just can't believe in your opening uh, with, uh, you know, they're running Severino out for the simple reason, which I, I can't... I can't understand if you look at their minor league roster. Uh, we know the outfield is ripping it apart, and he's not on the 40-man from my understanding. But they must have five or six guys that they throw out in their starting pitches. It's certainly, they can't do worse you know, than Severino, so bring them up. What are they, they'll probably have to wait until the September call-up. It's, it's just been a miserable season. The Mets stink. Uh, football doesn't really start for a while because if you flip on some of these preseason games, what you're seeing guys that will be at the Home Depot and Lowe's in a few weeks, it's uh, it's a downtime. It really is. But I just wanted to uh, tell you that I feel much better today that you came, up, came away uninjured. You don't have to pay an exterminator. And no. uh, we'll, we'll take it. Just keep us updated as to uh, how the, uh, you know, yeah, got well, rid of all yeah. the... I don't know. Thank you for the phone call, Spike. I don't, as, as fascinating as the Wasp drama was to me, I don't know how much the li- it really resonated with the listeners after a while. I think probably most of them are thinking, all right, enough with the Wasps. Uh, I don't know that we're going to be giving nightly updates on the, the status of the, the bush in the backyard. 
Although, if we could sell it, uh, I don't know, uh, Miracle Grow or something like that, maybe we could do something. Uh, but no, I, I mean, it, it is amazing in this Yankee season that they've lost basically every starter outside of Garrett Cole. But you know who is ready to go every fifth day? Luis Severino, who is, by his own account, like the worst pitcher in baseball. He, he does not give you a chance in any start that he makes. Be it the second inning, the third inning, the first inning, the ninth, whatever inning he comes in, he's bad. And it kind of goes back, like, what, what is the plan? Is there a plan? Because it doesn't, it seems like where, where the Yankees are looking for consistency. He's consistent, consistently bad every single time. And it just seems like, what is, is there a plan? Because it feels like watching it from afar that it's just like, let's see if it works this time. Let's see if it, let's see if Luis Severino magically fixed himself. And uh, the answer to that is, uh, of course, no. And it would seem shocking that a billion dollar organization doesn't have somebody in the minor leagues, but they've lost so many guys. And it really can't be that shocking because they don't have anybody in the minor leagues that can even play left field. Don't even have a left fielder. All these levels of the minor leagues, you don't have somebody that can put? No, apparently not. These, these are the best options? Apparently so. Apparently so. Let's go to uh, Jose is in Brooklyn. Jose, what's going on? Oh, good morning, GD. And shout out to the company. And I definitely wanted to chime in with the Yankee talk. I'm glad that the Wasp are gone. Yes. Um, They're no longer there. Because I was just eventually going to say, like, if they somehow survive the poison, you have to give them that Intercontinental Championship belt. Because there's, like, you know, it's almost like they were Freddy Krueger or uh, Jason or Michael Myers. They they just kept coming back from the dead. Everything I was throwing at them did not work. But, no, they are now officially gone all right perfect to hear and you know pour one out uh, for the wasps <laughs> so here's my yankee take and it's just been it, it, it's been a brutal season you know i i, I made fun of with, with made some fun with harvey saying that they're gonna look like look as bad as the red bulls the next couple of years because i just don't see them getting better but i also i i, I can see where the optimistic Yankee fan is coming from where, you know, hopefully Nestor and, you know, Rondon and all these other guys don't get hurt next year. But, you know, we're going to hear that when, you know, we're going to hear that excuse when Brian Cashman keeps his job and Boo gets fired. Injuries are the crapshoot, Gordy. You know that, right? Yeah, I, oh, <laughs> Jose, absolutely. Thanks for the phone call. Absolutely that is coming. Uh, that That is going to be – the playoffs are a crapshoot. Injuries. How are we to know? Well, it would seem like you should know. It would seem like if there's one thing that is consistent with this Yankees organization year in and year out. It's not the offense. It's not the pitching. It's not the base running. It's not, uh, it's not anything. It's the injuries. The injuries are a consistent theme year in and year out. And again, as I said before, like the Yankees have seven guys, I think it is. They're paying $195 million next season. So what does that tell you when you're trying to, to round out the roster? You're going to have to go bargain shopping. The great power that Brian, his, his greatest strength has now been removed based on the contracts that he has handed out, and that is the ability to go and outspend his mistakes. That's gone. And now you're really going to have to rely on him to find smart deals, under-the-radar deals to round out the roster. And we've seen how that's worked when they go bargain shopping. 
It doesn't. <laughs> Newsflash. Spoiler alert. <laughs> it doesn't. Let's go out to uh, Anthony is in Harlem. Anthony, what's going on, my man? Gordon, good morning, buddy. How are you? I, I, state of New York baseball in August. It's just mind-boggling. When you think about the expectation. I think we're losing Anthony. Yeah, no, I mean, look, it, it could not have gone any worse. Uh, it really couldn't because – we spent the, the first, you know, basically hour of the show talking about how bad the New York Yankees are. And they are. Last place. Uh, y- you can explain some parts of it away. Hey, they're in last place. Well, they're still over 500. It's a really good American League East. They, they, they are trending towards finishing under 500. There's nobody who can explain that away. But as bad as the Yankees are, and they are, the Mets are an afterthought. We don't, we don't even talk about the Mets. We don't even focus on the Mets. We don't, even, we don't care what the record is. We don't care what the games look like. We don't care what the latest injury is. They are an afterthought, mainly because they gave up. And there is something to be said for, uh, you can't give them too much credit because they didn't really have much of a choice, but at least the Yankees tried to continue to play baseball and tried to continue to win games. The Mets, they cashed in the chips. They said, we're not even going to try. And uh, they, they got praised based on, oh, look at that, they're selling off. Yes, they're giving up. They gave up on the season. And uh, you're right. The state of baseball, considering what the expectations were going into the season, it has not worked out. And um, you, it feels like that it's not just a one-year kind of problem. Clearly not for the Mets, but also clearly not for the Yankees. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Coming up, get into the Jets a little bit with uh, everything surrounding that team and some issues there. And we'll uh, get into the Giants, too, who just continue to fly under the radar. Just where you want to be if you're a fan of a team. Flying under the radar at this point of the offseason. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. It is Gordon Damer in for Dan. 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN. Now, Harvey, Joe, they're uh, helping uh, produce the show today. And we've not had a chance to, to talk so far this morning. Uh, Joe, how is the uh, birthday weekend going? Is it, is it working out okay? You sounded a little, I, I got to be honest, you sounded a little um, run down, maybe might be the right word. I think that's morning. apropos this morning. It was a little uh, sluggish getting out of bed this morning, but mm-hmm. we're here, caffeinated and, and ready to go. Well, that's I appreciate that. Now, you uh, even at your less than a hundred percent effort level or uh, ability right now, it seems that you uh, still showed up before Harvey did today. Is, is this is this true? This is what I've been led to believe. This is factual. I actually texted Harvey when I woke up this morning saying I might be a little bit late. Because mm-hmm. I didn't know, you know, trains running on a Saturday morning, they might run a little bit behind mm-hmm. traffic to getting to the train station. Nope. Everything was fine. Roads were fine. You, you called Harvey and said, I might be a little late. And Harvey said, oh, yeah, really? Watch this. So beat him, surprisingly, got in as the time I usually do and actually beat him into the studio this morning. Very nice. Now, do you have any more birthday celebration uh, festivities set for this evening, or are you now finished? I'm actually, this isn't for me. This is for my girlfriend. I'm going to the Jonas Brothers concert tonight at Yankee Stadium. Wait wait a second. It's your birthday weekend. You don't want to go to the Jonas? You're just doing this for her? I'm her date. I do want to go, but it's not for me. We bought these tickets when they were announced in April, so this isn't 
Well, I mean, I'm sure they haven't changed the musical catalog since April. You knew you knew the deal walking in. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I I'm fully aware. I'm actually excited to go. It's something that, you know, her and I discussed this morning. I never thought that it would actually be going to a Jonas Brothers concert. Are so. you a broadcaster for the Baltimore Orioles? It feels a little that way, given that that statement. Last time I checked, I don't have mischaracterizations of my relationship with the Jonas Brothers. You should disregard that distracting noise of the past few days. You're, you, so you are looking. For, you're, you're going on record as saying that you're looking forward to the Jonas Brothers I, concert. I'm looking forward to it. I'm. Also looking forward to being uh, happily surprised because I'm going in with zero expectations. Okay, now do you know any? I don't. I have to be honest. Off the top of my head, I don't know any Jonas Brothers songs. I might. I just don't know that they're the Jonas Brothers songs. What I know was a like handful. a big Jonas Brothers hit. I would ask Harvey, but given how he was uh, doing the other night trying to find the Stevie Wonder Happy Birthday song, I, I don't have high hopes that he's even going to be able to find it before the end of the show today. It's nice to know that at least one of us moved on from that. Well, look, it happened. Uh, I'm just, uh, I'm, ge- I'm not just saying I don't have faith in you because I have no faith in you. I'm backing it up with previous experience for why I don't have any faith that you're going to be able to find a-, a Jonas Brothers song. No, no chance. There's no Jonas Brothers songs that I know of. Or that I, I would care I, to find I might it. know one. I just don't know that it's that. Like, it, it's a song that I've heard a thousand times. That I just don't know who sings it. Like, I know a lot of Taylor Swift songs now, but I didn't really know that it was her beforehand, you know? Same thing with, uh, what, what's the other guy? Charlie Puth? Or um, what's the other guy? The other guy that's like, he looks just like Mick Jagger. Like a young Mick Jagger. What's the guy's name? Har- uh, Harry Styles. Like, I didn't know that I knew Harry Styles songs, but I did. I just didn't know that it was him. You know what I'm saying? I mean, given the age of your kids, I would think you would know a couple of them. Maybe like uh, Year 3000 by the Jonas Brothers. That's probably, I would year say. Year 3000. I don't know that one. I don't think. Up there. Does he sing uh, Watermelon Sugar High? Is that one of the Jonas Brothers? That's, that's Harry that's, Styles. That's Harry Styles. See? I don't, I don't know. I've entered that age of my life now where I don't know any like modern music, who sings it, or, or anything like that. I was waiting for Harvey to just surprise me here at one point. I was, I was dragging the conversation out, thinking that Harvey was going to surprise me with a Jonas Brothers song, but I guess that... Uh, you want us into Watermelon Sugar High? Is that what you No, wanted? I wanted to hear... I, I, you have to know this one, right? Boom, and you play something that maybe I've heard of, but no, that didn't happen. All right, moving on. Speaking of the or, I don't know how much regular fans or re- regular sports fans care about like the media stuff that's been going on. Did anybody else see the the statement put out by the guy Kevin Brown, the Orioles broadcaster? Apparently, he's back. He's back from his suspension, and he released a statement. And you would think, okay, f- the Orioles finally came to their senses. They finally realized, you know, we're being ridiculous. Let's get this guy back on the air. He didn't do anything wrong. He was just simply stating facts. He was just simply stating what the team has done here the last few years. And he puts out a statement that almost, I don't know that necessarily it's worse than the original suspension, but it's not far off. That statement it, again, it sounded like Joe Leo trying to convince you that he was looking forward to going to the Jonas Brothers concert. I have the statement here. Hold on. Here it is. This is an actual statement from somebody who's trying to convince you that, no, it's, it's onward and upward. Here we go. Quote, O's fans, I'm a storyteller and never want to be part of the story. The most compelling story in baseball right now is the story of the, um, of the league-leading Baltimore Orioles, the best 
most exciting young team in the American League. (laughs) That sounds like something you just write. Unfortunately, recent media reports have mischaracterized my relationship with my adopted hometown Orioles. That sounds like a threat. (laughs) I'm not here for the long term. This is just my adopted team. The fact that I have a wonderful relationship with the organization. Dude, you were just suspended. And our ownership and front office has fully supported me since 2019 when I first came aboard. Uh, came aboard. Abroad. Aboard. Can't even speak. I ask that everyone disregard the distracting noise of the past few days. I worked closely with O's SVP Greg Bader for the past four years. And John Angelos and I have a a solid dialogue based on mutual respect. We're all good here in Birdland. That is something that is actually written. We're all good here in Birdland. (laughs) Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Uh, I'm proud to be an Oriole and call Baltimore home. There is no place in baseball I'd rather be now and for the long haul, go O's. Wow. That, That is some statement. That is, others have, have, have pointed out, when you write, recent media reports have mischaracterized my relationship. What, what, what's, the, what's the misunderstanding? What have we gotten wrong? As there's a drive in a deep left field by yeah. Castellanos, <laughs> it will be a home run. Harvey found that one right away. Mischaracterized my relationship. What, what, what's the mischaracterization? I'm a wonderful la- Dude, you just were suspended. If there hadn't been, the suspension was going on, for a while, and if it hadn't gotten out the reason that you were suspended, who knows? He might still be suspended. Wonderful relationship. It sounds like the statement somebody gives when they they accidentally stumble into North Korea. I have a wonderful relationship with King Jong-un. There's been some mischaracterizations of, uh, of, of my treatment here. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. Go O's. <laughs> wow. That, and again, it's a, it's, clearly he is being, I mean, blink, give us what the real message is by blinking. Send us out Morse code at this point, because that, that, that is a bad, just when you thought the situation couldn't get worse, you've had, I think like a week to come up with like a statement and get this guy back on the air. And it, instead of saying, Hey, where's the statement from John Angelos or what's the guy's name? Greg Bader or whoever made the decision to suspend the guy for simply stating facts. That's the one that I want to see. But just when you thought that situation couldn't get any more embarrassing, they find a way. Good for you, Baltimore Orioles. Good for you. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Coming up, more of your phone calls. We'll get into the Jets next, 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. How many nails go into coffins? 